G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Hello and welcome to Set Free. It's Phil here, and with me is author and teacher Ken Legg. And throughout this week, we've been looking at an extremely important issue, that of our identity. And let me ask you a question. What's the truth about you? Where do you go for your identity message? This week we've been exposing some of the untrustworthy sources that so many turn to in an attempt to understand who they are. Things like our achievements, our appearance, the opinions of the most significant people in our lives and of course many believe that their identity is based upon their behaviour. But we've been encouraged this week to learn the truth about ourselves from what God has to say about us. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. Now, Ken, yesterday you said that the key to making the transition from an old to a new creation mentality is through the renewing of our minds. Can you explain that? Yes. Now, how do we become a new creation? We've been talking about the fact that uh, when we put our trust in Jesus Christ, God, as it were, took us back to the cross. He baptized us into Jesus. We died to who we were in Adam people. We were buried and we were raised a new creation. Now, In that chapter where Paul explains that in Romans chapter 6, there are four key words that I found to be very helpful uh, to help people to make that transition from the old mentality to the new mentality. Now, the first thing that Paul says is this. In verse 3, he says, Do you not know? That's the key, Phil, to know. It always starts with knowledge. Do you not know? that as many of us has been baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Now, Paul says, do you understand that? Do you know that? Because it's the truth that sets us free. Whenever I'm talking to someone and they're struggling with a problem, if I'm counseling them or whatever, the first question I ask is, What lie is this person believing? Because that's the only power that Satan has now, is the power of deception. And usually he can control a person if they believe a lie. He can control them in that area of their lives. But if they discover the truth, the truth sets them free. Now, Phil, I know that um, you, like me, you come from a charismatic background and uh, you probably remember the I look very charismatic, do I? Uh, (laughs) Full of charisma. Full of charisma, that's what it is. But you, you remember the times when we used to um, have a format in our meetings where we would have the preaching of the word and the, at the end we'd give an order call and people would come forward and uh, we'd go down and pray for them. There might be a ministry team and we'd pray for them and uh, some of them would fall down on the, on, the, on the ground and then get up and walk back to their seats and you ask somebody, you know, what happened there? They say, oh, they went down under the power. They had a power encounter. Mm. Uh, and that, that was the practice for a number of years. But I began to observe something in my own ministry is that um, the same people would be out again next week. And they go down again and they go back to their seats and they'll be out again the following week. And I thought, well, hello, what's going on here? 
And then it's like God just taught me something at that point. He said, these people actually don't need a power encounter. Mm. They need a truth encounter. Mm. Because we actually have all the power that God wants us to have. You know, the Bible says that we are complete in him. We're not deficient. We're sufficient for all things. But a lot of people don't know who they are and what they what resources they have. So I guess it's a bit like the policeman who has the gun on his belt, but he doesn't know that it's there. Yeah. And he has a knowledge encounter that, uh, by the way, mate, uh, you've got this gun there on your belt, and when the bad guys come, you can get it out, you know, and it has the power already. you just got to use it. That knowledge is going to change things dramatically in that situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, the next thing that Paul says here, Phil, is once we know the truth, we've got to believe it. In verse 8, he says this, and he always keeps referring to this fact of our death and resurrection to newness of life. He says in verse 8, he says, Now, if we die with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. So the first word is to know, but the second word is to believe it. Uh, I mean, knowing the gospel doesn't save us. We've got to believe the gospel, and it's like that with this wonderful truth concerning our identity. We've got to believe that this has happened to us. Okay, let's just unpack that word believe for a yep. minute because that's something that's bandied around a lot in, in Christian circles that you need to believe in Jesus, you need to believe the gospel. But what does that actually mean? Well, let's put it this way. <laughs> You've got to put your trust in it. You've got to put your trust in it and let it have an outworking in your life. I mean, sometimes, and and I know that if there's others out there listening today, they're involved in the ministry of pastoring and counseling and helping people, they'll be able to identify with what I'm saying. Uh, Sometimes you can explain, you can spend a whole hour explaining to people their new identity in Christ. And then there comes those fateful words that you just don't want to hear. Yes, I know, but... (laughs) And so what have we got there? We've got a situation of what I call unbelieving believers. These people are believers. They're going to go to heaven. They're born again. They're saved. But they're living hell on earth because they don't believe the truth about their new identity. The third point there that Paul is making, we have, of course, we know, we believe, but he goes on to talk about reckoning. What does that mean? Yeah, that's a, that's a, a very interesting word, that word uh, reckon. Uh, some translations have the word consider or count. Let me read it to you in in the New King James Version. He says in verse 11, Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead to to sin, but alive to God. Um, Now, let me illustrate that point this way. Sometimes I'm invited to go down to uh, uh, speak in Victoria. And I know that people don't like me because they always invite me in the winter. (laughs) (laughs) They know you're from the Gold Coast, Ken. (laughs) Now, what's happening is I'm leaving one state and I'm going to another. Okay, so I've got to reckon on that. I've got to uh, live accordingly. So I can't go down there in the middle of the winter in my my shorts and my singlet. Otherwise, I'm going to freeze to death. I've got to live accordingly. The word reckon means to live accordingly. So the fact is, okay, I am a new creation. I do have new resources available to me at my disposal. I am a partaker of all the the riches of his glory, and I'm empowered for the totality of life. Now I've got to live out of that sufficiency. I've not got to live as if I'm deficient, as if God has cut me loose and left me without resources to manage my life. No, he's empowered me for the totality of life. I must therefore live accordingly. Mm. And that word reckon, it comes really hand in hand with the word reconcile. If you think in terms of accounting, when you reconcile something, it matches. Yeah, absolutely. It matches perfectly. So we are reconciling 
what we know and what we believe with our lives and it matches in with, with our life yeah. and the way we live. That's a perfect illustration. Oh, thank you very much. I've been working on that all week. <laughs> <laughs> What's the final point, Ken? Now, the final point is that Paul says in verse 13, therefore do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Now, here's the amazing thing about our new creation is that there's one part of us that's not yet redeemed, and that, of course, is our body. Um, I look in the mirror every day and say, I live in hope of the resurrection of the dead. <laughs> That's all I've got to hope for, you know, is a new body one day. Uh, but our body is the one part of us that isn't redeemed. Um, and, and the Bible speaks about sin residing in our members. Yeah. So the, rel- the relics of sin uh, is not in our spirit. We're a new creation. We are the righteousness of God. But sin dwells in our members. Now, of course, our body is always telling us what to do, which is to behave sinfully. But the fact is we have a new nature living in the old body. And so this new nature is now in the control seat. Christ in me is going to tell my body what to do. And and so I have a choice. Sin is always a choice for a Christian. No Christian can say, I couldn't help it. Because the Bible says that sin shall not have dominion over you because you're not under law but under grace. Mm. We're empowered for victory. It's not to say that we're sinless, but sin is always a choice. And so I choose who I will serve with my body on a daily basis. So, Ken, if the one statement that wrapped up everything we talked about this week, what would it be? Well, it would be that statement that I shared earlier this week, which is this, that it's not what you do that determines who you are, but knowing who you are that will determine what you will do. Well, that brings us to the end of our series this week. Hope you can join us next week when we start a brand new one. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.